Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. This is your host, Sabria Mills, and I am beyond, beyond, I say this every time, but this time I am super, super excited um, to have one of my old time, I'm going to say mentors from growing up, join us on the show for a topic that many of us want to hear, can polygamy be peaceful? I'm going to introduce this sister. She is known as the co-wife coach. She works out in Philadelphia. She worked with, she's works with women that are either in a polygamous or monogamous marriage or relationship. Um, she specializes in helping um, sisters understand their healthy emotional resilience. She does so many things as far as video outreach and just seminars. And I even pulled up an amazing article on her that was done some years ago, but just in talking about this topic, she's on the forefront with this conversation around polygamy. Um, and I'm so humbled and happy to have Mecca Nandi, am I saying that correctly? To the show. And it's Mecca Nandi. Nandi, alhamdulillah. Thank you so yes. much. Thank you for being here, alhamdulillah. Now, would you Thank mind you. just properly introducing yourself to the guests? I know you do a lot um, with your services, so tell us a little bit about okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, my name is Mecca Nandi, and like Saria said, yes, I am all the way from Philadelphia, but at the <laughs> same time, I work with women across the globe um, with retaining in uh, a certain sense of healthy emotional resilience and that's actually not just for women but also young adolescent women um, but I also specialize and work with women in polygynous situations going into polygynous, polygynous situations as well as struggling and trying to heal and also those who want to be educated and just learn um, about how to approach polygyny and a more positive a more positive approach. Mm. SubhanAllah, wow. So you're definitely the right person to have on this conversation. Um, <laughs> yes. so I really appreciate it. And just on a personal yes. level, I just wanted to speak. We were just, you know, before we even started this podcast, this is just a little reference for the listeners. Um, you know, Mecca and I were just kind of like going back to just trying to remember because it was so many years ago. Um, Mecca was like a big sis, like a mentor, mashallah. It was during a time where I was really, I was a teenager, but it was during a time where I was really trying to get into my Islam. And Mecca, mashallah, mm. at that time, I remember her very specifically because she represented that. And she was very positive and she took the time out, even though she was a little bit older than me, took the time out to, you know, provide me with those examples, be sort of like a mentor, big sis, smile when she saw me, those type of things that I took with me into adulthood. So, sister, you definitely made an impact on me. <laughs> and I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you're saying that because I tell people that I have been, I've been doing this for many, many years, unknowing, unknowingly or not having the, the label of being the her coach or right. the, the co-wife coach, but for you to be able to say, because now, you know, I'm 41, soon to be 42, yeah. inshallah, and you're a little bit younger than me, but yeah. at the same time, you're definitely not a teenager, so it's been so many years, and that to be able to hear those stories from those young women um, mm -hmm. previously in my past that I unknowingly had some type of... Um, uh, basically effect on it's a beautiful yeah. thing to be able to hear now in my um, in, in my uh, maturing years I like to call it 
Absolutely, absolutely, mashallah. Uh, mashallah. Um, so yes, I want to get into this topic. Can polygamy be peaceful? So before, let's just kind of frame this conversation. You told us a little bit about what you do, but honestly, yeah. you know, we're gonna just we this is we gonna keep it real all the way, um, girl, in this all podcast. Right. So when I posted, you know, when I posted your picture, I like to introduce everybody and I put the title. So what's yours? I just yeah. had the co-wife coach. I didn't give a lot of other explanation, and it was just uh-huh. interesting how people were just like, "What? What does this mean? What's this gonna be?" Like you know, people. Were so- <laughs> <laughs> so intrigued, so intrigued of this just title. Can you talk yes. us through first of your journey into becoming a co-wife coach and even defining that for us that don't understand it? Okay, well, again, like I said to you initially, um, with just you yourself, you know, me assisting mm-hmm. and helping and advising and being of whatever support that I could be at the time. I was doing the same thing in the earlier stages of polygyny in my marriage. And mm. um, and it was something that, you know, collectively, because it's not to say that I am the one who did it. No, it was a collective measure uh, amongst all parties that were involved. And being as though that people saw how it was working and how that's not the norm, you know, that's when I started getting more of an influx of other women or brothers calling my husband or reaching out to my husband to see if I can talk to their wife, you know, to help them along the way. So it kind of started off in that area, you know, as far as um, just helping other women understand the process of how to have a positive, not perfect. That's the mistake Mm. that sometimes people make a positive relationship as far as in your marriage with your husband and a part of that unit as far as within that polygynous family. And mm. once that started going on over years and years and years, I literally um, was speaking about this yesterday. It was about maybe about six or seven years ago where I wrote a course on mm. the artistry of womanhood from a polygynous perspective. And mm. that was when I decided to put the co-wife coach stamp on who and what who I am and what I was doing so mm-hmm. um, of course along with education as well as research that's how the the co-wife coach kind of came into um her own I guess my own and and it was even though that that came across six I'm sorry five, six or seven years ago I still was doing a lot of the advising underground so it wasn't publicly known you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't publicly known until a few years ago where I decided to, you know, obviously we had social media and mm-hmm. before, um, before, I, I, I don't know if you remember beforehand because I, I'm also a chef. Um, oh, so there was, okay. you know, there was, or let me say an award-winning chef. So it was like, that was my focus, but then um, something happened to my social media account and I came, I created another account just under who I am. And then mm-hmm. I created a page specifically for, co- the, you know, the co-wifing, you know, it's a uh, piece, hence the birthing of, uh, Mecca, the co-wife coach page. Mm. So that was kind of sort of like, uh, that's a short version of, of my journey, but it, it has definitely been a beautiful one. It's been, um, 
very satisfying and I really feel as though that I'm serving in my purpose as far mm. as how I can contribute to society as far as you know with the forming the healing and the growing of families and it's and again hence the reason why I'm also the healthy emotional resilience coach or the her coach because everybody's not in polygyny but everybody or a lot of people need healing so that's why I have two specialties where I'm dealing with women and young adolescent girls as far as attaining healthy emotional resilience or finding mm -hmm. her within themselves and also the polygyny piece as far as being able to help and assist women grow, heal, and move and grow forward within their marriages and their futures and in their experiences within polygyny. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. So, you know, like I said, I, I saw it, the pretty old NPR article on your yes. husband, doing your husband. That was a long, 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 long time ago. That was a long time ago. But, you know, yes. it, talked, it talked a little bit about, you know, your journey into polygyny for you and your yes. husband. So I wanted to ask a question yes. about that. So it, it was saying in the article that it was, it started off as your idea. Is that is that, is that correct or no. is it? Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so this is the thing. So this mm -hmm. is the thing. And you know, we always have this discussion. It was not okay. my idea because he comes from a polygynous family. So mm -hmm. that was something that we spoke about early on in our, um, in our marriage, saying that that may be very possible, you know, that he may, mm -hmm. you know, practice polygyny. Okay, that's fine. I studied and I researched and I learned and I and observed and so on and so forth and but it was at a point when we were we were speaking that I mentioned because this is when I thought I was going away for school going to be away for a couple of years studying abroad and I just blurted out I said it's time for you to get enough wife and mm. and and but me saying that is not to say that I am the one who came up with that idea no I just brought it up in that okay. particular conversation and that kind of like kind of sparked things because I never went away. I never went abroad, but at okay. the same time, you know, it was still something that was discussed. It was still something that would have been done regardless if I was going away or not. And I'm just, if anything, I look at that particular part of my life as a blessing and a confirmation of me being ready to go into this. If this was going to be practiced in my marriage at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. So this was a world testing me. Like now I'm putting my, my mouth and my, I'm sorry, my words with my yeah. actions. So I have that he left for that. So, but it was not my idea because it was something that was already discussed and brought up by him early on. And again, like I said, he comes from a polygynous family. So it was just like, it's, it's possibly going to happen. And I love their dynamic. Too, because mm -hmm. I've learned a lot from them as well. Okay. And it's said also that you that you went on the search. You picked the wife. Now, is that part correct? That you actually picked mm -hmm. the initial wife? That is correct because okay. when I mentioned that to him, he said, if that's the case, then I want you to be the captain of the ship as far as with the search. So that mm -hmm. is correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is that now... Now, is that something that you recommend? Now, is that something that you recommend or is that just up to yeah. conversation? Because a that lot of women tough. feel better if yeah. they're a part of the search, but... Mm -hmm. But if they're part of the search, it, 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 it's really a tricky question because if okay. they're part of the search, then they have to be open to it and they have to be looking for someone that he's actually going to 
want to marry. Because a lot of times we'll come up with women that he may not even be connected to, but right. we're safe because in some either that's a it's a friend or maybe she may make you feel better about yourself. Because when it mm. polygamy brings out a lot of insecurities, and I'm not sitting here saying it as if I didn't go through it, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It okay. definitely brings out a lot of insecurity. So it, you need to be really cautious. Now, when I was doing the search, I was all into it. I was like, I was looking for the type of person that he was looking for, obviously, with whatever Islamic background, but along with also the physical features that he actually preferred. So mm. that was something that I was true and honest to. Now, every woman is not going to be able to do that. And, and a lot of women is not cut for that job. So right. It's, it's all about being honest with yourself and it's about being able to set certain things aside at that point. So is that something that I recommend? Absolutely not. I do not mm. recommend it. However, if you feel as though that you're able to do it in a way where you're not being biased and you're being fair and you're actually doing this, you know, to help him. And at the same time, that's going to uh, being a part of, I'm sorry, this person also being a part of your family unit, then more power to you. But it is not an easy task. Right. It's not. It's right. not an easy task. But it's I, definitely I, a challenge, but you got to be, you got to be somewhere emotionally, like grounded when mm-hmm. doing something like that. So that kind of, that, that's where I want to kind of start this kind of conversations, understanding, because you mentioned your two areas of expertise and the two things you do, which is like you said, coaching the young woman on her, um, with that yes. emotional resilience, which I thought was a, a really interesting concept, even connecting that to polygyny. Cause when I think of polygyny, I'm like, you have to have a certain level of emotional capacity, right? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. So can you talk, so when it comes to, let's just frame this. There's a lot of conversations happening. There's a, the polygyny is brought off often, especially in African-American um, marriages. Um, do you recommend women go through some type of training or maybe men do prior to taking it on? So they're ready emotionally. I honestly think that it would be great if both parties went through some type of uh, supportive outlet. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say training, but if if anything, is a supportive outlet Um, because that's what you're going to need during that time. You're going to need support. You're going to need advice. And if anything, you want to say supportive advisory, you know, outlet if you want to even take it a step further. And Mm. because it, it allows both parties to be balanced because a lot of men are going into polygynous situations, um, as novice. Yep. As a novice player, you know, they they don't really know what they're doing. They're winging it a lot of times, but you have to understand that you're winging it with somebody's emotions that's actually mm. connected to you. So you mm. have to be mindful of that. And that's another thing. Being mindful in that process is very important for both parties, not just for that husband, but also for that wife. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the support, the supportive advisory piece is different for each person, each. So for the men, it would look totally different from the women. Okay. It would not look the same. It would not mirror the same. And it should not be done by anybody outside of that actual gender. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it great to be able to bring people together collectively? Yes, that's fine and good, whatever. But in order for somebody to learn, I can't, I can't show a man how to be a good polygynous husband. 
mm-hmm. know, because I don't know the dynamics of his makeup as far as his reasons and so on and so forth. But a man that's practicing polygyny, that has been a polygyny, that has a successful or a positive polygyny situation can definitely give, give that particular person some really great advice. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and tools and resources that they'll be able to take, you know, moving forward. The same thing goes with the women. That approach mm-hmm. is different because it's more of an, an emotional piece. It's more of a security piece. It's more of an observational piece. It is different levels and layers to it. And on, the only person that can come to you with that is another woman because we know how we operate we know what our makeup is made of you know we Mm. know how to approach the situation and we may been there done that got the t-shirt so of course we're going to be able to give that woman that those women i should say um advice and resources as well as tools that they're going to be able to practice and be able to put into to, to place as far as um, once they're actually in in the actual polygynous situation, if a Western with our Allah bestows that upon them, but they want to be able to do it successfully, and they want to mm-hmm. be able to do it positively. Again, like I, I, I can't stress enough, positive and perfect is not the same. You can have mm-hmm. a positive marriage and situation and friendship that may not be perfect. You may have problems and you may go through struggles and so on and so forth, but, but and, and that may weigh on you emotionally. That doesn't sound like that doesn't sound positive. However, it's all about your reaction, how you mm. allow it to affect you and what you, what you allow. I mean, what are your learning from it and the reactions that come after that? That is the positive mm-hmm. piece. Because right. if it's growing you forward to another, another level of yourself, a better level of yourself, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that's really powerful. And I think that, you know, the fact that you, you, you're doing this work is incredible. Um, I do, alhamdulillah, I do want to understand better. And I think a lot of women, we aim to understand, you know, I grew up same community as you girl. So we grew up and we, <laughs> you know, we saw a lot of, um, dynamics happen as it related to polygyny. You know, I'm just going to speak from my lens. I saw a lot of, you know, polygynous relationships where um, ended in, you know, not uh, divorce or broken families or just where we just saw things weren't really done right. Uh, Maybe it was an economic Mm -hmm. issue or just fairness amongst wives or just like a multitude of like plural marriages, marrying one after the other, after the other, after the other. Um, And it having an impact on some of the children that came up Mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. Now, just acknowledging that piece and even maybe the hesitation some women have, what is your perspective of first and foremost of why in our black African-American community, this is polygyny is such a huge option or or a a huge, um, I'm not going to say recommendation, but it's something that our community is a lot, I hear more openly discussed than in other ethnicities. Mm -hmm. I want to ask Mm -hmm. you first, why do you, why do you think that is just at least within our community? I don't think that is just practice in our community. I just think that right. you hear it more. We talk a lot. You we know, do. we talk a lot and we talk a lot about a lot of negative things. Mm. And, you know, like negative things get more of a highlight opposed mm-hmm. to the positive or the successful. Okay. Because, and, 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 and because polygyny has been practiced. And I mean, in reality, mm. it's been practiced for centuries. Mm-hmm. There's other cultures 
that are practicing polygyny, mm-hmm. just like we are. You just don't hear it as much. And the funny okay. thing is, you would be you would think that the majority of my clientele would be Muslim or um, black. They're not. Really? They're okay. they're not. Now, are the majority black? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are there there some minority? I mean, are there some other cultures that are mixed in there? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are the majority the uh, majority of my clients Muslim? Absolutely not. They are not. Really? Wow. So, okay, exactly, that's interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we hear it so much because we talk about we talk about the negative parts. Because if you hear it, when, when you yeah. hear it, you hear the negative. You hear the right. nightmares. You hear the failed marriages. You know, right. when do you hear people talk about success? Forget about polygyny. When do you hear about? When do you hear people talk about the success of other people in the community? When do you hear people mm. talk about the success of marriages? You know, the longevity, quality, the quality, mm-hmm. forget longevity, because sometimes you can have a long, uh, a longevity uh, type of marriage, but it's not necessarily a great quality type of marriage. But right. when you actually see quality marriages talked about, mentioned, used as examples, and there's mm-hmm. tens of them out there, but we don't talk about that. We only highlight the negative, mm-hmm. you know, in order for us to have something to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. and in order for us to justify some of the things that we may fear. Okay. Okay. To stay away from, basically. So right. I'm not right. sure that was the answer you were looking for, but no, that's no, my no. observation. No, but, and that's a, and you know, you're right. When we talk about, you know, narratives that we create, you know, I mean, they don't necessarily have to be the truth, but we create these narratives. And like I said, my frame of reference that that's what I remember seeing as a child, but that does, but I also, yes. but you're right. When you said that, I'm thinking, wow, so I actually did see quite a few successful polygynous marriages. Why didn't that come to mind right. first? So it's a good reminder, I think, for us, for right. us as a people. Um, yeah. So when we talk about, I, I'm just, again, going back to this article, I know it was done a, a while ago, but there were some reasons given and provided. Mm-hmm. And I do want to just get that simplistic. I know as Muslims, we do know the reasons we have the Islamic context, but I know you actually do coaching. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if there's a dual coaching with you and your husband with couples. I'm not <laughs> sure if that happens. Does that happen or no? That rarely happens. Okay. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but it rarely happens. Okay. Do you have insight into the whys? Um, maybe even some of the whys that uh, go beyond maybe what we believe or know. Yeah, we don't understand it's the sunnah. We understand that, you know, um, there's a shortage or a perceived shortage of men. Is there other whys that maybe you can enlighten us with as to why um, polygyny, even on the male or female side? Why is okay, that? you're saying why. I thought you were saying why. So you're saying W-H-Y. Oh, no. why. Are there other why? Okay. Like the why. Yes. Why Why is there an interest? Why would a, a, a sister right. or a brother would like to yeah. get, go into a polygynous marriage? Yes. There's all kinds of multiple reasons. I can't give you the answer from a male's perspective because I've okay. never been a male a day in my life. So I really don't know their dynamic. I do understand that that is a part of their makeup. Now, whether mm-hmm. they choose to practice it or not, that's another story. But, but as far as from a female's perspective, mm-hmm. why would a woman want polygyny? Oh, multiple reasons. I mean, some okay. of the reasons you gave, but there may be women who are professionals, mm-hmm. who are professional career women, business women, entrepreneurs, who may have families that are like growing families, like maybe having 
older, you know, mid-age children, middle, middle-aged children, teenagers that they still are raising. And they don't, they will prefer to have, to be in a polygynous situation. So that mm. way it's almost kind of like giving them a part-time husband. And I know that's, that's really not a, a great way to say that, but that really is like, he's there. He's, and, it's, and it, when I say a part-time husband, he's there full-time. He's providing and protecting and maintaining full-time, but his presence is part-time in her space. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and when it comes to polygyny, you have nights, you're assigned nights, you know, you have right. some type of schedule. So that could, that actually could work for her because that means that now she does not have to quote unquote cater to him at every, you know, mm-hmm. second call, you know, every day while she's also trying to raise her children, um, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, raise her children or take care of her business, run her company, run her business, uh, and also, you know, work the career that she's gone to school for, study for, and work so hard for. And so that definitely works for, I'm sorry, that's one reason. Another reason could be to be able to find, it, it, to, to have a supportive system. Like there are some women who are in polygyny and they may have known each other. You know, like the, the sister may marry a friend or she may have, may have been a friend of the family and maybe she is raising children by herself. And maybe she does want a good husband. And sometimes that other wife will say to the husband, I mean, it rarely happens, but it does happen where, you know, why don't you, you know, think about such and such. And you, and, and that, that reason for her coming in is for the security. You know, women want security, regardless of your monogamy or polygamy. Right. Mm-hmm. You want, there's a certain sense of security. So she sees that security in that married man. It sounds weird. I know people might mm-hmm. be like, what the heck? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, he's showing that he's able to have an established relationship and family mm-hmm. and home and mm-hmm. be able to take care of that particular person. And maybe they, there may be some attraction there. Maybe he also checks all of her boxes for other things. And this is something that he's also looking into as well, along with possibly the wife being on board. That's not every situation. I understand that, but I'm just giving you some right. clarity as to why, you know, right. why someone would, right. would choose polygyny. But then, I mean, and then lastly, then you just have those, again, like I said, you have those, those moments where, um, a man, you'll hear people say this, that he, he wants to be able to practice and be his natural self. And mm. polygyny may be a part of that. Some men feel better when they know that they can take care of more than one. Like it makes them feel more like, and I won't say more like a man, but it, allow, it, it makes them feel like they're doing what they're supposed to do. Along with them being able to have these different leveled relationships with these two or three or four different women, you yeah. know, but in a commitment, in a committed situation, you know, mm-hmm. in a committed situation where you're being valid in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely multiple reasons. And those, just, those are just a few. Just um, a few. Yeah. Just, yeah. A, just a few. Cause a lot of times, you know, women will say, well, I don't want this. We're not. And I will say this too. Mm-hmm. Women are not naturally polygynous. Okay. They're yes. not. Mm-hmm. But we can adjust, learn, and be positively in polygyny, mm-hmm. or as, as it, or like you like to, like you the the title of this this topic is 
being polygyny in a, in a peaceful manner. Because mm-hmm. polygyny for the women, even though it's not a part of our nature, it brings out certain things of our nature that we need to focus on, work on, deal with, and grow from. Mm-hmm. So that is the blessings and the benefits I feel as though that comes from being in a polygynous situation if it's placed before you. Absolutely. And you know, Mecca, I appreciate you saying that. Can we talk a second about those those traits and qualities within us that you feel like um, polygyny allows, I guess, to like zone in on, highlight sure. so that the woman, yeah, sure. can you talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of them is obviously, is number one, we always talk about it, is insecurities. It heightens okay. certain insecurities that we may not have um, been aware of, or maybe we were aware of, but we can, you know, when you're in a situation when you're quote unquote not being challenged, and nobody is challenging, by the way, but we challenge ourselves, but that's another topic. But mm-hmm. it allows those insecurities to raise up and to be more felt and heard, so to say. Um, and the insecurities come up, and then on top of that, it sometimes brings on past triggers okay as far as past relationships um doesn't necessarily always have to be a marriage it could be past relationships that you may have experienced as far as between your parents or family members that you saw that you know because a lot of times women when 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 they're when polygyny is brought to the table and a lot of times women do not want to have that discussion because it mirrors infidelity Mm -hmm. very um in a way where it's just like it's almost identical but it's not mm-hmm. so be, have, having those things triggered if you experience whether personally or via um, observation infidelity being practiced and obviously mm-hmm. with that infidelity being practiced to the point where hurt and pain you know ha, you know was was brought upon you when you now have that situation in your own personal life you know or currently of course, it's going to trigger certain emotions that you suppress, that you forgot about, that you thought you healed from, but you really didn't. So all of these, mm-hmm. all of those different things may arise, you know, yeah. and it's actually a mercy. Okay. There's a hadith where it says that Abu Huraira stated that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that if Allah, if Allah wants to place trials, I'm sorry, if Allah wants to place mercy upon his creation, that he will place trials in their lives. These are the polygyny is not a monster. It only, it, if anything, it only is the thing that is brought to you to bring out certain things in you that other other things could not. And to bring those things out of you, as far as like to bring those, to arise maybe those insecurities that trigger past situations that obviously need healing. It it, it makes those things come up. In order for you to address them, not to hurt you, not to put you in pain. And the funny thing is, I was, I had a job, you know, I adjusted in polygyny. There was insecurities that were brought up, um, not brought up as far as from someone else, but that had arisen in me that I needed to focus on. And a lot of times when we're tested with polygyny and we're always thinking about, you did this to me, you did this to me, you did this to me. Sometimes we need to stop and reflect and see what Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is trying to show us. The things and the pains and the hurts. Ask why do I hurt? Why am I in pain? 
and don't say because he did it because that's 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 the easy answer no dig deep we don't do that a lot and that's why it's always great to have um somebody to assist you with these things have you ever seen a coach working with somebody in a gym because they're trying to lose weight if you try to go to the gym by yourself and you try to work out you might not push yourself as hard but when you work right. with a coach that coach is going right. to push you to your limits if you if you was by yourself you would never push yourself to that limit but when you have a coach you actually or a trainer you have that person push you to your limits and they will show you that you actually can do this you actually can arise and the results are amazing in the end the same mm -hmm. thing with this and one thing with the highlight is bring is placing polygyny in your life because if this is your cover hello let's look at the signs if this is your cover and you are affected by it in a negative way before you actually say, I want a divorce, I can't do this, or whatever, see what a lesson with the Isla is trying to show you in order to grow you, in order to grow you forward, in order to push that dime out of you. Because, yes, dimes, when you, I'm sorry, dimes, I'm speaking silly. Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um that's really 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 deep and um on many levels on many levels and i absolutely get the aspect of like you said discovering that aspect of your insecurities and kind of fine-tuning yourself um to become better no matter what is kind of placed in front of you but i do want to ask mm -hmm. a sort of difficult question then we're going to get into you know mashallah the beautiful side of polygamy, but I need to ask because I think this conversation is important for people's understanding. And I know the work mm -hmm. that you do, you coach maybe a lot of people that are in polygamy, but you're also probably dealing with a lot of people that are averse, right? Like I said, I had a multitude of responses just by seeing the title, the co-watch coach. Right. Oh, Marshall, look. right. Um, so I was speaking with uh, a sister. She actually has a, it's going to, when the podcast released, there's going to be um, you, there's another one in regards to, she's kind of talking on the opposite side. But okay. one of her concerns in regards 
regards to polygyny is how sometimes they come about, not all cases. I want to get your perspective. Oh, yeah. In her particular case, it did come about, you mentioned infidelity as a trigger, but it did come about kind of like that, where it's improper, but it's under the guise of, well, I could have more than one wife. So even though, you know, we're engaging in this kind of con this relationship or conversations that are outside of the context of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do, it's okay because we're going to marry the sister. So I wanted to ask you about that mm -hmm. and just how do women even come to terms with that? Is that just a trial that we they accept too? Or is that something they say, uh-uh, brother, that's not, you know, I, I just want to get your perspectives. Just so, how that, it begins. That, that, yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that, that is a, um, that right there, it can be very sensitive. Okay. It, it, it's a very sensitive topic because do they have to inform you? No, there's no, mm -hmm. they have no obligation to inform you. However, no, I wasn't going to just let it go like that. Okay. <laughs> However, there is definitely a, a, a really good, wise way of being able to approach the situation in a way where you're not being selfish in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is because I, and I say in an unhealthy, healthy way, because I always say that there's selfish, there, there's two forms of selfish, healthy and unhealthy. Okay. When that man is saying that he's going, he doesn't have to tell you anything and you'll find out or by him later after the fact, two years, two weeks, months later or um, you'll find out on the streets and from someone else or whatever it creates fitness mm -hmm. it creates drama it creates emotions and feelings of betrayal mistrust mm -hmm. it's like if, if anything I really feel as though that when that is practiced it's because of the person's lack of being able to communicate how they really feel. Like they're hiding, you know, they're hiding how they really feel. Tell people from the door. I always like, I, I like to say like, listen, I don't think any brothers should say that they are never going to get into polygyny upon marrying their first wife. Cause you know, when you have those sit downs and they say, what are you, what is your, you know, your, your stance on commute, I'm sorry, on polygyny. And a lot of times you'll hear a lot of brothers say, oh, I'm, I'm not interested in polygyny. That's not, I just, you know, you're good. You know, I'm, I'm fine with one. Only four years later to come and the mm -hmm. conversation of polygyny is brought up and that wife wants that, that sister, once you told her that in the beginning, she has her mind set. Polygyny mm -hmm. is not a part of my future. So I'm not going to focus on it. I'm not going to have discussions about it. I'm not going to allow it anywhere in my my circle or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Only for him to change his mind, which can happen. We're human. And mm -hmm. he feel like he lied to her. You know, what you, he lied to her. He betrayed her. He duped her. You know, hood winter, you know, ran astray, ran him up. You know, I had to bring Malcolm in. I'm sorry. But yes, you, but that's the feeling that you feel when you know that you, when this man told you years ago that that would be nothing that he would actually approach. So I would say it's best to just, when you have these sit downs with these women, when mm -hmm. the brothers are having these sit downs, they should be honest and say, I don't know. Because right. in reality, you don't know. Because how you feel today 
may change uh, may change in two weeks mm-hmm. as as we, as it should because we grow we mature we become older we have all kind of different life experiences anything can come anything can happen anything can pop up anything can you know present itself Allah is placing you on a path that you have no clue as to where it's going to lead you mm-hmm. so the best thing to say is I am not sure However, if that does come about, you know, or, or, you know, then we will definitely talk about it. I will communicate with you about that. And because there's going to be some sisters are going to be like, well, okay, because they mm-hmm. like the honesty mm-hmm. and they're open to it, at least being, it, it being up for discussion later, if it comes about. But then you have some sisters that's not having it. They don't want to be a part of it. And they'd be like, listen, no, I don't mm-hmm. want it. And, you know. If they'll either move on or they'll try to have in their marriage contract where if you decide to marry another sister, then you can, you know, um, I won't, then you can grant me a divorce. So, mm. but either way, at least those things are being presented up front from both parties. Like right. that sister knows what she's getting into and that brother knows what the possibilities of what he's getting into. And now, mind you, that sister can always change her mind, but when it's in a contract, it's something different. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a little bit different. So it's just like, I just, I, I mean, I, I really feel as though that exactly, I really feel as though that, you know, in the beginning, you can, all of these things can be avoided if everybody is up front. You can't tell somebody that that's what you want. That's may, that may be how you feel at that moment, but you never know what the future is going to present. And that's the same thing goes for that sister. He may say, now, I'm not sure, but you don't know what the future is going to present. Instead of running from something that you fear, that you have no idea what it, I mean, like, you know, how it will affect you. Instead mm-hmm. of running from it and trying to put these prohibitations around it, learn about mm-hmm. it, educate mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. One of my, co- I mean, like, like I, I have like my co-wives. I have two co-wives currently, and they mm-hmm. are my friends. One is my best friend. Like we hang out, do all kind of stuff together, have gatherings and parties together, or whatever. Blah blah blah. You mm. know, and it's great. It's great. But what if I, what if I said in the beginning, no? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I would be doing myself a disfavor. I'm sorry, a disservice of having such an awesome sister who's like my sister and who is also my best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's it's a, just like, you know. Yeah, and that, that's you amazing. You do have to be cautious. Yeah, yeah. Yes, caution, but communication. Communication and brothers, don't be afraid to be naturally who you are. And sisters, don't be afraid of what you don't know, the fears of the unknown, because we sometimes we go off of other people's experiences that has nothing to do with us. Right. That's not going to be our right. experience. Right. I'm not married to that person, and that the other person, the other party, I'm not her. So why mm-hmm. am I placing their experience, their their mishap, their fail, failed marriage? Why am I placing that on, upon myself? not giving myself an opportunity and a chance to actually grow or see where a rock and what eye level take me. So mm. don't be fearful of the unknown, my dear beloved sisters, because you don't know until, until you actually end. And communicate. Yes, communicate. Stop fronting, please. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. 
<laughs> I know, because it happens so much and it causes a lot of issues, just like you said, with that, with that piece. But sis, I did want to just kind of um, bring this um, conversation around and just talk about what are some ways that we can cultivate, like for those that are in polygynous um, relationships or beginning that process, what are some ways to cultivate and facilitate a peaceful relationship between co-wives? Well, one, um, not prejudging one another okay. as far as the co-wives, not prejudging one another, because a lot of times when you prejudge it, obviously it, it, it blinds you from what's really standing before you. So being able to, 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 to kind of like openly go into getting to know that sister, know who she is, you know, like without no judgment. And mm -hmm. you also sharing parts of you in order for her to get to know who you authentically are. And if anything comes about, if a friendship comes from it, great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. But at least mm. now you know one another. You know how each, you know how you, you know this person uh, reacts. You know how this person communicates. You know how this person may be. You know uh, their behaviors, how their tone is. So that way, if and when you are in communication with one another, and you know you you're not taking certain things personally. Like I'm a loud person. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm not loud and like mad or angry, but I'm just mm -hmm. loud. Mm -hmm. So if I come around a person, I'll be like, hey, you know, but I mean, that's, that's soft because we're, you know, right. on the show. <laughs> but, I, you know, you know how silly can be. So if right. I'm like really silly to someone like my other co-wife, she's a really beautiful soul. She's just really introverted and really mm -hmm. shy. So I wouldn't, you know, I'm myself around her, but I try to tone it down a little bit. You know, so that way, you know, I'm like respecting her energy. That's another mm. thing. Understanding one one another's energy and respecting mm -hmm. them. You know, that's one way. Get a chance to get outside and know one another outside of just being his wife. You know, mm. that's what I mean. That's that's and it, for some reason, sometimes again, y'all might not be each other's cup of tea, but uh, you know how each other may be, and if you you can still be cordial and respectful and supportive because every polygynous situation is not going to be all great and kumbaya and best friends forever you know mm -hmm. type situation there may be somewhere y'all just good you know she's over here the other one's over here you guys work together you support one another you check in on one another from time to time you help each other with the kids if you need you know this that, and the fourth you know that you can call on that person or whatever but that's just not somebody that's not like your homie that's not you know somebody that you're you know you riding out to the market or the the mall or something with but at the same time you might be at the market and text her and say hey do you need anything from the market you know I'm here and she may say yes she may say no but at least you know again you guys have that supportive energy that supportive relationship um that's going into that positive piece and again not perfect so um just being uh, that's like the, the 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 best thing don't prejudge and also Understand that you're not competing. Mm -hmm. This is like, if, if, if anything, just like what I, this is the kind of like support what I just mentioned. You both are a collaborating heart. You mm -hmm. both can collaborate with one another. There is no competition. There is no one that's going to be me. Absolutely. You might be okay. a different version of a person, but nobody can be me. And that's not to say that I'm being conceited or anything like that. 
but it's just that I am who I am. I am authentically Makanandi. There is not another Makanandi. They may have the name, but they're not the person. They're not the physical makeup of who I am, what I'm made of. And there will never be, I can never, um, I can never replicate my co-wives. I am not them. I am not them. And that's fine. It's all about when you work on that security within yourself, I'm fine with being me and they're fine with being them. And we can respect each other, you know, for our differences and at the same time, love the people that we are as individuals. So understanding that you're not competing. You know, mm -hmm. what you bring to the table is not the same thing that another brings to the table. You know, and this is not a fight for his love. A husband with an Isla created man or men or the male to be able to handle multiple women. So therefore, we should not be in the fight of being the favorite, you know, mm -hmm. in the sense where we're kind of like just disregarding the other parties. Look at Rasulullah You know, he had beautiful relationships. He had a beautiful relationship with Khadija radiallahu anhu, I'm mean, sorry, anha, as well as with all of his other wives that followed. However, Khadija radiallahu anha, she was a very, she was a very beloved part of his, his soul and his character because of what she represented at a certain part of his life. That did not mean mm -hmm. that he loved Khadija radiallahu anha more than he loved Aisha radiallahu anha. He loved Aisha radiallahu anha for different reasons. Right. She was not the same woman. She was a different woman. And he loved her for different reasons. And she was mm -hmm. beloved to him for different reasons. It's possible. And I don't like to pull the, the child you know, card. But, you know, if you have multiple children, you're not going to say, oh, I love you more than the other one. No. Right. You know, one might right. wreck your nerves more than the other. But at the same time, you love them differently for who they are because they're all a different individual. So with that mm -hmm. being said, you can see, it, it, it's okay. really just, it, it's energy draining and you miss out on memorable moments that you could be having with your husband and your family. So it's okay. just like, yes, don't, do not compete. You're great okay. and you are not. Yeah. So sis, I, I just have to ask this question because I've always wondered and sure. I never got a chance to ask it. Um, so far as on the intimacy side, do you, is it just mm -hmm. that women, we just don't think about it? Is that the way that, because I think that's not kind of the biggest hindrance for women that haven't been in polygyny is like, oh my God, am I going to be, you know, just thinking about, I guess, the intimacy side of right. that husband that you love being with another woman. Do you just not think about it or is that just something I'm just wondering? <laughs> so that definitely, it, it, every woman going into polygyny experiences. Yeah. Okay. Just about. So there is definitely, that was, um, that was definitely something that I experienced and it was like, you, cause at this point it wasn't even, it was the in, like, he's about to be intimate with another woman, period. Forget who it right. is. You know, right. because because now I'm about to experience not having him there, not because he went to work that night, but no, because he's with another, an, another, um, not because he went to work that night, but because he's with another woman. Mm -hmm. So it was okay. like, it was just different. It was really different. Um, yeah. And I was just like, you know, oh my gosh. And I, you know, I actually struggled with that for, I would say like, 
a couple of months. Okay. But like, because it, it was just like, oh my gosh, how could he? Or am I, you know, you start questioning things about things that you do and is he mm-hmm. doing this? And it, it, it will drive you crazy. It will yeah. drive you crazy. So it is something that all, um, I won't say all, but most women deal with. But my advice is, okay, it's natural for you to feel that way. However, do not allow those feelings and thoughts to obtain your brain too much because at that point, you're now, you're not allowing yourself to be engaged with him because the more you think about it, the more you ponder about, ponder on it, it pulls you away from him. You hear women who say, I'm disgusted. I don't want to be around him. I don't want him to touch me. I don't want him to be around me. You know, I just can't do this. I can't do this. And it, 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 it's like, it really eats you up inside. Mm. And it's just like, focus on your time when he's with you. And mm. sometimes if, if, if it's too much, then I always would say, talk to somebody. Like, okay. that's going to give you sound advice. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's definitely, it definitely, the more you ponder about it, the more it, you'll allow it to linger on, the worse it can get. Okay. And to the point where, I mean, I've seen basically women leave their marriages because it was just extremely overwhelming because mm-hmm. they, they couldn't get over that part. Mm-hmm. And, and I always, and I mean, like, I'll put it to you this way. That's not for, like, do we worry about, or, I mean, I know it's not our husbands, but it's just like, it's, being as old as your husband, you can work, you, 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 you um, wrap your head around it extremely too tight but mm-hmm. it's just like if it's not doing you any good and if it's taking you further away from your marriage and if it's putting you into a dark place it's time to let that bag go because you know we always talk about we carry baggage you know into our mm-hmm. future and our present situations that's a bag that you're not supposed to hold you mm-hmm. gotta let that go and there's different mm-hmm. ways to do that but you definitely gotta let that go because if you don't like, think of a bag of trash. Think if you were carrying a bag of trash that had mm. meat in it. And you mm. continued to carry that bag with you every day, everywhere you went. But eventually, with that meat, it'll do what? It'll rot. Yeah. It'll start to smell. Then you have different elements of it, it de- decomposing, coming things, things coming out of it, so on and so forth. And you're still carrying this bag. And then things may start coming out of that bag and onto you, but you're still holding on to that bag. Those things begin to eat up on you, but you're still holding on to that bag. It's like it's literally eating you away. We want to let that bag go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want to let that bag go. But again, sometimes it could be that it also triggers past experiences too. Right. So it's a lot, right. it's a lot of different layers that go to that. But do women struggle with that? Absolutely. Okay. And it's Absolutely. natural. And it's natural. It okay. Natural. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So since we're definitely um, wrapping it up, I definitely appreciate you so much. I'm just wondering though, do you, uh, you know, obviously the work that you do is incredible. I mean, I feel like it's insightful and very holistic for the woman, um, but just 100%. by your title alone, are women apprehensive to even come near you sometimes? Are they, <laughs> they kind of like, it's I just wonder like if a real girl. If they're ready to do the work and sometimes, I mean, it's like on the line, there's quite a few women that are very receptive, Um, but it's just a matter of where you are in your life. You know, 
there, I have no shame, you know, with talking about this at all. This is my mm-hmm. life. This is my right. purpose, you know. So, it, it, I mean, there are some who are receptive and there are some who reject it. And that's fine. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that's perfectly fine. I just want whoever is supposed to get the message, I don't care if that's one person or a thousand people. As long as somebody's able to benefit from it, alhamdulillah, at the end of the day, I thank my Lord because at this point I'm serving and doing what I'm supposed to do for the community Absolutely. and for the families in the community. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And you say you serve non-Muslims. So you're saying that there's non-Muslims that are engaging in this yes. lifestyle? I mean, I did Absolutely. see some articles. I think there was somebody on The Breakfast Club or something that was mentioning how yes. him and his, I forget oh, his there's name. There's a lot of them. You know, yeah, oh, it's a lot of other wow. different, I mean, a lot of different cultures, ethnic backgrounds, and religions um, that practice polygyny openly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. And, and in the black community? Or polyamory or anything like yeah. that. I'm talking about actual polygyny. Okay. Okay. And in the black community, like that are not outside of the Muslims, is that also oh, yes. becoming a yes. part of the Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Okay. Well, that's um, really good to know. But again, I, sis, I really appreciate the conversation and I definitely appreciate the work that you do. And I think a lot of women out there would appreciate the work that you do because you are facilitating ultimately relationships and healthy families. Cause I was reading yeah. <laughs> a part of it. You know, you guys balance each other out. Like, you know, as far as the, the wise, you guys help each other yes. just in life. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Period, the Absolutely. Old, children Absolutely. and all of that. Girl. Yes. Wow. Children, That's the benefit. Business, whatever. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes beyond just my co-wives because my mother, my co-wife's mother, my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. they're all supportive in it. They Listen, we have moments where we all go out together and the moms go and so does, when I say the moms, his mother as well. They all go together, they cut up, they have a good old time and at the same time they all see, you know, they see us as far as the wives. They see us as their daughters regardless, you know, of whoever it may be my mom sees my co-wife as her daughters. My co-wife's mother, uh, mother sees me as her, you know, her family as well. So it's just like, it's a beautiful experience, alhamdulillah. Wow. That wow. goes beyond just the, the, the uh, immediate family, but it's, mm-hmm. well, I, I guess they are immediate, but right, right. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. So that must be something yeah. amazing for the kids. Because I know you mentioned, you said that yes. you're kids are with their other mom and I was like wow it's fun. Like, that's, yes. <laughs> so yes you're just home chilling right now yes. Yes. yes go to your wow. mom's house that's what I say I say go <laughs> go go to your other mother's house there you go yes <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing and it that's even right, extends outside of, of of just our um moms because I want to say our families are extremely supportive as far as just whether it's aunts, uncles, cousins, so on and so forth. It's like, it's literally one big happy family, but it's based off of the leadership of that man. Alhamdulillah. Let's speak on that. Let's end it right there because I think that's an important piece. And I know we can't speak on behalf of our brothers, but their leadership in this is what ultimately... Yeah. Hey, it's a, it impacts yes. how we see it. So hey, absolutely, absolutely. That's go. why I say communicate. Stand mm-hmm. up. Stand up. Right. Be yourself. Be your natural self, and those who will respect you and support you will be right there by your side. And right. those who are not, 
and are not that they're not supposed to, they're gonna do they're gonna go their, you know, separate ways or they're they're not gonna continue on and that's fine. But it's just like be your authentic self, be your yes. natural self. Lead, lead, lead your family. That's what women want. We want leaders. Mm-hmm. through honesty yes. open communication because i think a lot of the women like i said have the issue with the and I, i'm not going to debate whether it's allow or not but with it not being yes. open and honest i think that's where women yes. have the biggest issue yeah okay yes, of course. Yeah. yeah okay alhamdulillah well that's beautiful um but mecca i just wanted to thank you so much for having this conversation being so open being so honest just just giving it all just being you know leaving it all here on the table for the listeners, I think it's a point of where we can have these healthy dialogues because when I notice the dialogues that are happening on social media, it's either one extreme or the other. You know, people yeah. aren't really talking to each other or talking at each other about it. So right. I appreciate you, sis. I really do. Yes. I really, really yes. do. Thank you so much. And for Thank all of you. my listeners, I did want to just kind of point you in the direction of Mecca. Mecca, if you wouldn't mind dropping your information if people do need your services, coaching, or whatever yes. it is that you offer, please. Yes. Absolutely. Well, anybody who uh, would like to look into what I'm doing, I do have a website, MeccaNandi.com. That's M-E-C-C-N-A-N-D-I, I'm sorry, dot com. So um, you can go on there. You can see the services that I offer. There's also an upcoming co-wise retreat, inshallah, August of 2020. If not, then it'll be March of 2021, um, depending on how this whole pandemic, you know, ends out or whatever. Mm -hmm. But definitely can go there. Anybody that needs any type of emergency call, regardless if it's with polygyny or just being able to talk to someone to help you, you know, guide you, help you navigate towards your inner self, your inner her, that healthy emotional resilience, you can reach out to me at clarity.fm backslash mechanandi and schedule a call with me, an emergency call, an advisory call, or a consultation. Um, because I do also work with women one-on-one privately. And I also I also have a group um, that I actually have and, and meet with daily, Monday through Thursday, every day for the uh, every day of the week. Um, and it's called Her Mighty Village. And that is mm. focusing on the whole, but like the whole of the women, like the wellness, the whole wellness of a woman. And if anybody wants information about that, they can definitely um, send me an email, uh, theHerCoach at gmail.com. And of course, on Facebook, I am Mecca the Co-Wife Coach. That is my page where you can see um, archives of the, the lives that I've done for the past year year plus as far as daily lives and lives on healthy emotional resilience as well as polygyny based topics. Mm, powerful. And what I'm going to do, Mecca, is I'm going to plug um, this in for these links in under the description when the podcast is released for the listeners. So you can literally just go there and click to make easy access to access Mecca. Um, but on behalf of the Don't Muslim Woman podcast, we want to just, again, thank Mecca for being here. We want to thank the listeners for tuning in and being open-minded and being open to dialogue and conversation um, around um, our belief in um, supporting healthy relationships, the relationships that we have with 
first, the relationship we have first, ultimately with the creator, with ourselves and with others. Um, and we thank Mecca for contributing to that. To that. Um, again, continue to follow us on all of our platforms. And we look forward to connecting with you guys on the next episode of the Dope Muslim Woman podcast. This is your host, Sabrina Mills. Assalamu alaikum.